the cool music is kind of winding down and that tells you that it's another episode of sales with Aslan. We're back in the studio. I hope everybody missed us tab. I know they did. I you think it. so. I you think it. so. Okay. Cause, cause this, I realize this is probably, you know, the reason we're doing the podcast is really probably cause I'm just lonely. <laughs> that's right that's and i right. guarantee like, that i get to way, talk guarantee. to you yeah. i get to talk to you and i'm assuming that i'm talking to other people they're in the room we're hanging out um no, i love it. Yeah. i know no i talked to one of my associates one of a friend slash client uh this past week and he yeah. was just saying how much he loves the podcast and um, he said i just feel like i'm at a bar hanging out with you two and and picking up on some things which i'm like that's exactly what we want this to be that's so, what yeah I mean, great to we're, be reconnected we're in the trenches every day yeah pretty much i mean i was i was on a sales call with a potentially new prospect that wanted to hire me to speak at a conference um in july which by the way may, may mean we have to move our meeting that we do and i have oh um, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Typical. But that that's a side note. Let's not a comment. Side Would note. You get we'll... out your yeah, get out your calendar. Um but well, this is what we would say if you were in the room. Exactly. Um, but you know, we're in the trenches and it's it's just good to get together and talk about what everybody's facing because I do think it's easy to misdiagnose the problem. And if you misdiagnose the problem, you won't come up with the right solution. And I think a lot of people in sales or influence, if you're a leader and you're trying to influence, or even if you're a parent trying to influence a teenager, or you're having conversations with the most important people in your life, a lot of times we misdiagnose the problem, which means we can't solve it. And mm -hmm. in the conversation I had today um, with a prospective client is they were talking about they're losing market share. People see the the, the competitive solution as is better because it's less expensive and it's been people are, the reps are getting frustrated, um, losing confidence. And, and so, you know, they're with the way that they're talking about the solution, which is good. I mean, it, it, definitely what they want to do is they're thinking about, they got to motivate the team. They've got to give them better messages. They've got to defend back, all those things. And there's just a lot of things that we face, but <laughs> the reality is it's usually they're not resisting a solution. They're resisting a sales call. Right. The buyers, buyers are so resistant to just having the, con if we could just have the conversation, mm -hmm. I think a lot of our problems would go away. If people would just could sit down and say, okay, I'll invite you in and I'm going to listen to everything you say. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to consider what you're saying. And then I'm going to act on what you're saying. I think 90% of our problems would be solved, but that is a challenge. Why is that so hard? I think it seems so simple. I think it's just so many, so much noise. I, I actually think we exacerbate the problem because we're having, it's like, like how we have co political conversations, right? We step into a room and somebody says something opposing to us. Mm -hmm. And so then we counter that with our perspective and then the argument begins. And when the argument begins, influence ends, mm -hmm. you know, they start, it's just, it's just the way we're wired. We think of it as we're going to court. I mean, I remember when I first got married and we started to have an argument. I'm like, okay, let's go, let's go to court. I'll make my <laughs> case. You make your case. We'll, we'll both defend our positions at the end of it. The one that has the best logic will win. Right. How'd that work out for you? 
<laughs> I know. I, well, know I realized. I realized there was no. There was no judge or jury. <laughs> That's your problem. Yeah, it's not really. Uh, and there's all these layers, you know. Yeah, it's a little different in marriage than in hopefully a business, but yeah. So, I mean, are you seeing some of the same challenges? Oh yeah, all the time. And, and it's funny. I was I was on a, a call earlier today with a with a potential customer. Who's, yeah. who's the same thing. If you, and, and they're telling me, you know, I just don't get it. It's, it's like I'm I, I clearly have a problem. I'm just trying to get somebody to help me figure out a solution. And some of the way the way some of these salespeople approach it is just hard to believe. You know, it's like they're asking me dumb questions for me to to figure out if there's a problem. And I've just, I told them what my problem was. I mean, it's the same. I don't, I don't know what it is. It's almost like they're just, I mean, I mean customers are out there going, I just want people to, I just want people to help me, yeah. help me come up with the right solution. And I just think we, there's a lot of salespeople overcomplicated. It's not they that do. complicated. It really, it, it, great example that came to mind as you were saying that is like, you go to a restaurant, now you could see what happens before you got to the restaurant. They had a meeting. They they laid out all the food and they said, "Look, here are the specials." <laughs> right? Here are the specials. this is what we're yeah, selling. This is it. And and by the way, we probably a lot a lot of salmon. So we need you to push there's probably margin involved, who knows? And they're like, "We need you to We're a little heavy on salmon." So and <laughs> it's not going to last very little, long. We need, a little, we need to get rid of <laughs> salmon. Uh, I don't know what what drives it. So, so the, and the, the the waiter can go out and they can go, these are my talking points. Yeah. This is what they told me to say, and I'm gonna say it. And good luck to you and yours. Yep. Or they can say, you know what? I get it. We have specials, we have certain things we're good at. I will also say there's certain things we're not good at. And I'm gonna make sure that my the people that are in my restaurant are I'm gonna take care of them and they're gonna have an amazing experience. And that's my focus. And it's it's part of part of that's just a simple mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And I know we talked about that last time, you know, we mm -hmm. really kind of broke that down and um, I thought we had some really good conversation around that, that we have to have that right mindset, don't we? Yeah. Well, so. and we, you know, last time we talked about the process, which mm -hmm. is, is, is something that's, I think we started there is probably because it's the easiest thing to fix is having a, right. a customer oriented process. The number one reason deals stall is because we have a self-centered rep centered process yeah. and not a customer oriented process. How does the customer move from their vision to ultimately picking the right solution? And what value can we add along the way? And so we talked about that right. last time. Today, I thought we would address what I think, and we, we can debate this, is what I, th I really think for me is the most difficult aspect of selling right now related to the buyer resistance, which is getting invited in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like literally get, I mean, not just, Hey, I want your billboard, but like, like I want to, I'll talk to you. Like, like I, and I'll tell you, I, as the other side of the coin, I get 15 emails a, a week easily about a solution that I need. Yep. I had do, I delete every single one of them. <laughs> I was just doing that when, right before we jumped on, I was, I was yeah. deleting. I was kind of like, golly, I really do have that need. I do have that need. I just delete, 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 delete. It was exactly the same thing. Yeah. And you can, you can see so that are, and if they can read my mind or watch me, they're like, what you need this. Why are you doing that? Yeah. And that's what I want to solve today is, is how do we get people 
to respond and how do we get them to invite us in? Because I think if once we get in, yes, we can blow it. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's the biggest hurdle. It's just is, getting in. Yeah. Getting the end. And it's, I think the solution is the way we think about it and then some specific things that we can do. So that that's what I was, that was what was on my mind. It's hard to address kind of the, the number one problem, I think is. is Let's do it. All right. I love beautiful. It. I love it. So you want me to just start? You want me to just dive in? I want you to. I want you to start. I want. I want you to start, and I'm mm -hmm. going to react. I want to hear. I want to hear okay, what you have to say because I know you've been really. Well, processing. it is kind of fresh because I just spoke about this at, yep. a, at, a, at a webinar with Selling Power. But so we want an invitation. I think the, the setup is, and the way I like to think about it is, until the person that you seek to influence says to you, whether audibly or verbally, "What do you think I should do?" I don't know if that sounds right. Audibly or verbally, either verbally <laughs> or so, it didn't make sense. Either they audibly. just say it to you. Well, yeah. they can, they can I think do, I screwed that up in the webinar too. <laughs> <laughs> either they either they smoke verbally it really say matter. it or they're thinking it. That's what okay. I'm trying to say. Okay. <laughs> what do you think I should do? It doesn't matter what you say. And I think that's something to just like let that sit in until my mm. daughter says to me, dad, do you think I should date Philip? It doesn't matter what I say. Right. Because, and so it's like, that's gotta be your focus at that moment is that I just got, I'm trying to get to that place. Everything about me, everything I'm trying to accomplish is about getting that invitation, getting that question asked. And if I can't get that, don't start pressing on. Don't start pressing forward. Hang till you get that. That's really what you're saying. Yeah. We think that if we deliver the message. Yeah. And another way to say this is their willingness to listen is more important than your ability to communicate. Yeah. In other words, their willingness to lean in and say, what do you think? If you fumble around, mm -hmm. but you have truth, you can, you'll, they'll give you the grace to get it out. But you you'll you'll be able to land it. But if they're like, I don't care what you say, what we do is we amp up the volume and we talk louder and we talk faster and we talk with more passion and we try to come up with better bullets. And it's just mm -hmm. all it does is actually shut them down. And so right. we have to get an invitation, which is a little different. And so what we've been taught to get an invitation is we need to have a value prop. Mm-hmm. Which yep. there is some wisdom in that. They're right. We do need to be able to communicate what's unique and what's value. And there's that's part of it, but we're missing some other things that need to be in place for us to get the invitation. So what are the keys? What are, give me the keys to pulling this well, thing off. <laughs> the first thing we have to do, and this is where my people are blowing. The first hurdle is attention. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So if we're, whether we're, I mean, I've seen this like working with account managers who walk by somebody's office and they want to like, you know, they'll poke my, Hey, by the way, we got the new thing that's offered at this thing. And we got this thing going on and you gotta be, you know, are you aware of this thing? And they're like, yeah, whatever. You yeah. can tell that they're like, they're doing the thing where they're looking at them and just sort of, so they, they're, they're completely not getting, ignoring them. Okay. So they're not getting there. They're just talking and the person's not really paying attention. They're still writing the email in their head that they were writing before the person interrupted yeah. them. Or you're actually reaching out, sending a, an email to somebody you don't know. So you're moving mm -hmm. beyond your existing relationships. But either way, you have to get their attention. And what gets their attention works for for regardless of the type of audience that you're trying to, to get their attention. 
in what gets their attention is communicating a problem that's on their whiteboard. Yeah. That's the, that's the biggest issue. And I mean, salespeople, we want to talk about our stuff. I mean, I, I was, I was talking to one of the, a, a, a rep about this and he's got, I, I was saying, well, what's on their whiteboard? Like what's their, pro, you know, what's their issue? Yeah. What's their problem? He goes, I don't really care what yeah. I care about. <laughs> is exactly. i just want to know about stuff that they have pain about that 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 is going to make them buy my stuff i said well that's your problem you know because it's all about you and, yeah. and if if their problem has nothing to do with your solution you're not going to sell it to them anyway so figure out what their problem is what are they yeah. trying to accomplish what what's what is what are their couple of big initiatives that they have going on because that's what they care about yeah that's it and it's, it makes sense that we would lead with our solution totally. because that's what we talk about. Just like the waiter talks about the specials. We talk mm -hmm. about our specials. We like, these are all the cool things that we do. And we're constantly in meetings mm -hmm. talking about the cool things we do. And we're talking <laughs> about how do we say this better? And how do we do this better? And how do we share this better? And what, how do we prove and validate and all mm -hmm. those things that we should be talking about. But the problem is we don't give equal time to what's on the decision makers whiteboard. And so I would say the first thing you need to do is picture the person you're reaching out to. So they're either a they're either a persona, a VP of, and so mm -hmm. you got to picture somebody, or they're an actual person that you know, and you got to picture the whiteboard in their office, and you you got to think, okay, what's on that whiteboard? And if you do not know, you will not get their attention. Okay, which begs a great question. Mm -hmm. It's great to know, and you talked to Johnny. Who told you, well, I know exactly what's on Tom's whiteboard. He cares about these four things and right. they're huge initiatives and he's got to get them done in eight months to a year. But the question is, what if I can't, I want to connect with Tom, but well, I, I, don't I, I don't, I don't know. What, what do I do? <clears throat> you get, what do you do? You, you've got to do more research. First of all, you got to guess. Okay. But then the more educated the guess is, is it, it, the, the more research that you have, the more educated the guess is. Yeah. So like, if you think about like, we serve VPs of sales, we've served people that lead VPs of learning. We've heard, you know, we have certain people we serve there. We've learned over the years of doing this year after year after year, that there's certain things that's on their whiteboard. Mm -hmm. You know, I know that the head of learning will say, sometimes I feel like a gnat. I'm ignored. They're trying to do all this work to roll out a training initiative and they, they have difficulty getting the attention of the people they're trying to serve. And they also get held accountable for things. They're not account. All these things I could go on and on and on. Yeah. Yeah. What's on their whiteboard? Learned it because I ask. Yeah. And you learn the roles is you what learn, you're yeah. saying too. You learn the roles and you know that there's a 90% chance that one of these five things are going to be on their whiteboard because mm -hmm. I know their role. Yeah. yeah. So you, yeah, yeah. You have to learn, you have to become a student of the people you serve and the more granular you get here, all the, let's say you serve five different types of personas, mm -hmm. five different kinds of roles. And so you start to study them and you add questions to your meetings, which is not going to happen overnight, but you ask questions to your meeting that don't aren't necessarily related to what you're talking about at that moment. But like, what's your biggest pain point or how do you, I mean, this would be difficult to ask but it's really what you're looking for is how are you comped? Yeah, you, know, <laughs> right, right. you will lose your job. If, if yeah, that's you will it. get a bonus. If now you can't ask that 
directly, most likely, unless you have a really good relationship. But that's ultimately, you want to know how they're measured. How do they look at success? What are their biggest challenges? Regardless of what you sell, and if you don't have that information, there's two ways to get it. You can either talk to, or maybe three, you can talk to existing customers, mm -hmm. talk to new customers, or you can talk to people in your organization who already know this. Right. But you, you've got to lead with an, a, a whiteboard problem. And here's another mistake that people make if they do know the problem is it's too broad. Okay. Yeah. Like you mean like we want to grow revenue? Yes. <laughs> I got like, Oh, really? Yeah. You want to sell more stuff. Okay, great. Awesome. I understand you're trying to sell more stuff. Yeah. You're trying to, I mean, <laughs> right. Every business is trying to grow revenue or make more money. Okay. Or cut right. costs. Reduce costs. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. You got me. Yeah. So, so that's just noise. Now I got an yeah. email the other day, which I actually responded to. And it said AI for business owners to reduce cost and increase revenue. Now there's only one way I'm there's only one way I'm going to respond to that email because I already know some I know who's sending it. Yep. And I happen to know who was sending it. And so because, you knew who it was coming from, therefore the person that was sending that email, the, the 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 source of that email was somebody I respect and they have credibility. Mm -hmm. And because I'm interested in AI as we all are, I'm like yep. I'm looking at the source. But if that came from a stranger, that right. would just delete a oh, marketing stranger. Oh, you're going to make more money, lose money, whatever. Yeah. It's got to be really specific mm -hmm. to the person. It's got to be I just like, find... they got to believe that you like, how did you know that? Like, that's the right. response I want. That's what I always tell people when I'm teaching this or I'm talking to people about this. It's like the more unique, the more specific, the more powerful. Exactly. When you can say, I talked to Tom and he told me right now, the initiative, you guys are going to grow 27% in mm -hmm. the next three years without any change in headcount. Yeah. And you're trying to figure out what's the best way to do that. Well, there's some, you, so I mean, all of a sudden it's kind of like, wow, versus hi, we help organizations grow anywhere from 10 to 30% every yeah. five years, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's what most salespeople do. And it's just, it's just noise. And there is so much AI tools out there. And this is where AI can be leveraged that you can yeah. pick up. Like if you look at, like we get a lot of lead gen, mm -hmm. um, people that want to generate leads for us because we're, I mean, all companies like ours need more leads, right? Everybody. So we get marketing firms who want to market to us and they want to offer that service, but it's always generic, but there's so much out there about Aslan that you can tell what we're specifically doing. All yeah. you have to do is a little research. Say, I know your campaign is blah, blah, yeah, blah, You blah, can blah, find blah. out exactly. Yeah. And we, yeah. I can help you do that because what you're doing is this and we could help you do this. And so it, they would just make it more specific. Matter of fact, I got an email that I read today from mm. somebody that basically had gone to our website, never talked to me and had said, based on what I'm seeing on your website, I see these three campaigns getting you more leads. I read that email. Oh, that's really good. That's and the three, like one of the things we talk about is how do you build training for the 11 unique roles in sales? There's not one role, there's 11. Yeah. That was in the email. That was specific. That got my attention. There's a mm -hmm. part of your brain that forces you to notice things that you, you know you need or things you don't understand. And so if it's something familiar something that's related to me i'm going to pay attention to it i just can't help it yeah but that's a big deal and i i would say the easiest way to remember this the what i always like to um to remind people of is to think about if i hold a picture up 
and it's a picture of you, you will look at it 100% of the time. You're true. not it's like when I took a picture of you and Elizabeth, we we're on a trip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You guys you yeah. blow it up, you look at it. I mean, which it's what we all it's what I do. Right, right. You look at it, I'm going, I don't like my smile, I don't like this, it's a bad picture. I don't look at you. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't go, I don't care about me. I just want to see what my wife I looks wanna, like. Yeah, I'll see what Tab looks like. No, yeah, I go, yeah, no. I don't like my hair, whatever. Um, and so that's really the goal. You get their attention by showing them a picture of them and not a picture of you. And yes, that's huge. There, there's some work to be done, but man, it gets really easy if we start to do that research. So that's number one, first step in getting attention. You're getting first right. turtles. We got to get their attention. If we don't get their attention, nothing happens. And you get their attention by focusing on a problem that they have. Cause that's what they care about. That's what they care about. Right. Something's very specific. Love it. Love it. Great. <clears throat> Second hurdle. And this is the one I think most people fail at. If they get the first one right, the second one, they don't, they don't, they usually, they, they struck, they suffer with this one is why you. Okay. Why you, in other words, what's, what's unique or different. What's unique or different. So, okay. So you do offer a solution that I'm interested in and you understand my problem. That did get my attention, but I get, I just got 15 of these. Right. So why you, I don't see any difference in all of these. You got my attention. So I just, but I did read yours and that is, gives you a, a competitive advantage, but I don't act. It's like, you got me to read it like I did this morning, but I'm not going to reach out. Yeah. So there's got to be, what is unique about you? Like for me, it would be like, like prove to me, you focus on my industry. You do something different. What is it that's different about you than all the 50 different firms that I've received messages? Why you? And there's two mm -hmm. ways, two ways we can do that. One is we can just say what's different. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and the that can be a who, what, or how, mm -hmm. who, who's going to be working with you. Like a, a guy reached out to me on LinkedIn that went to my webinar and he leverages his CEO's experience to get meetings. And it's a really cool position that he came hmm. up with about our CEO has this experience and I want you to meet with our CEO. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. That's a right. that was the, that was the differentiator. Yeah. It could be a how our process. What's unique about our process is we do it risk-free. So if you don't, blah, blah, we, you know, if we don't get you mm -hmm. this, then you don't pay whatever the process, whatever's unique about the process. Um, or it could be actually what you offer. So that's, that's one way to do it. Right. The other way to do it is to dim is to communicate what I call a disruptive truth mm -hmm. about a better way to solve their problem. Which is it's instead of playing up what you do, that's unique. It's, it's offering an insight to get their attention exactly right? just for it's a counterintuitive <laughs> thought like you know it, it just all of a sudden it's different i mean i love that so it's it's really it's not the it's not some proprietary something in your solution but it's just getting them to think about it differently is is impactful yeah you're basically saying i know something you don't yeah yeah so you're using that as mm -hmm. your attention grabber and it's not a service. It's not about the service. It, it is about yeah. the service you offer, but it's not the service. It's just your knowledge. It's your insight, which they could use whether they hire you or not. So for example, That's if, uh, you know, like if I, I, we were a company that we wanted to talk to, 
wanted to train their reps because there was a turnover problem. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's a typical reason for us, like a position that we would take, Hey, we want to talk to you about improving rep engagement or reducing rep turnover. That's a whiteboard problem. And, And most people think, okay, well, what you should do is you'll train them. And if they're better at their job, if they can get more meetings and they'll create momentum and there'll be less turnover. Right. That's, that's true. But actually the most impact on what most impacts turnover the most is, is the leader. Ah, yeah. People think they got to fix the rep, but the reality is our, our experience has told us the greatest impact is the manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you think does. you have That's, an execution problem. You actually yes. have a leader problem. Yeah. So it goes now. And here's the cool thing. Working with your leaders is a lot less expensive yes. than working the training your reps. Yep. And so you're flip it on them. And all of a sudden you elevate you uh, as a seller, you elevate yourself in the mind of a decision maker mm-hmm. because decision makers classically don't meet with sales reps. Yeah. They delegate to other people to talk to the sales rep because they're like, you go talk to the vendors because they're just going to give you information about what they do. And then we'll, as a decision-making team, talk about it and we'll make a decision, but we're not going to, this is why the invitation is so important. We're not going to invite them in because they're just going to try to sell us stuff. Right. They're going to try to sell us a special. Yeah. There's that salmon. It's already going bad, by the way. Yeah, it's good. there's salmon, 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 right? Versus they're not gonna, they're not gonna really represent us if we give them a seat at the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but when you say things that they're like, I hadn't thought of it that way. All of a sudden, you elevate yourself. They go, this person might be worth engaging with because you kind of get them to go, huh? Yeah, this isn't the typical. And I think too, it takes time to do these two things, get attention and answer the question, why you? So I think it's, it's almost like we need to slow down, get better at how we position it. And then uh, we'll have a higher, higher quality. will get you more leads versus doing more with low quality. Yeah. Isn't working. Okay. That's good. So start with their whiteboard. Their right. Their perspective, yeah. their point of view, like what's their problem? What's their deal? You know, we got to do that. That may take a little research. It's learning constantly, talking to other people that know. Then secondly, it's some kind of unique, why were you unique? Why us? Some kind of insight. Why you versus, think of it it, as they got, they're looking at 14. You remember that exercise we used to do in training where we'd have (laughs) <laughs> they, they were they were looking at ads from helicopter companies oh yeah life. yeah i love that, that was yeah awesome. it's like well they were we did this exercise where they would they they could they were you know because we saw this we went to hawaii together and we were wanting to hire an, a helicopter <laughs> company to do a tour of maui and so i looked at all the helicopter companies and there they were five helicopter companies side by side ads that were probably 100 words long so they all had to say something unique yeah, they all had to say, "Well, we do this. We go to all the islands." And this would say, "Well, we do the waterfalls." And this one would say, "It's piloted by a, a Navy pilot." Or you know, <laughs> they all you know, and one would sell the video, and what, they all had their thing because their uniqueness. And, and what we do is we say the same thing, and we don't think of it as they're going to. People are going to get this email, and they're going to look at it in light of all the other emails they got. And they got the same thing, so we well, got to stand out. 
Well, don't you think, let me ask you this, because I think this is the biggest problem with that. And I, I struggle with it too. You're scared of being, you're scared of picking something. Yeah. Because you feel like, oh gosh, there's so many great things about us. I don't want to just pick one. So I'll say seven. But, <laughs> yeah. Because I think maybe one of those seven is going to be it. But you're right. I think you are. If it's the rifle shot, it's the, I'm going all in. This is what we, and you have to really pick. You have to say, this is why, you know, and I've said it to potential customers. Let me just be clear. You, if you don't, if this is not your big thing, like if you don't care about this, you're never going to work with us. We're yeah. not going to win. And I'm okay with that. It, and that is, that is so difficult to do. It is. But here, I remember James Carville telling Clinton this. I wasn't in the room, <laughs> but I read about it. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was invited. I didn't have a seat at the table. Yeah. But he said, if you say three things, you say nothing. Yes. And that's so when he came true. up with the, it's the economy, stupid. And that was his <clears throat> one thing. Like, it's it's the economy. It's like, And if you look yep. at all the great politicians, they come up with their thing. Mm -hmm. You know, and you, you, you go like, what was, like Obama's was change. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you look at, well, what was, who did he run against? Bush? I don't know. I don't start I going into asking yeah, those kind remember. of questions. I don't But remember. it's like, you, know, I, I, you don't remember. It's like, yeah, you, yeah. you know, you, you're like, I don't know, but it, 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 Clinton was economy. It's like, it's, it's economy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so we got to pick. And I, I remember thinking this when I was, I walked down the nutrition bar aisle at Target a couple of months ago. And there was like, I mean, literally 20 feet. All there was on the right side were nutrition bars, every shape, size. Like, well, I, I, I can't, that's the that's what the that's the flood of information that decision makers getting right now. And so the the ones that I bought, it had one thing. You'll be faster and stronger <laughs> than anybody else. No. Is that right? Am I no, good? Is that one good? thing. It didn't pick taste. It didn't pick calories. It didn't pick. It, it hits one thing: less sugar. Uh, that's that all it thing. said just less sugar i and that's what i was like it's like less sugar now if it would have said but it's also less things blah, blah, blah. it's like it just it didn't just do a protein. big less sugar bar it was just less sugar like i'll take it I'll because take it in sugar. the flood of it it's like i just don't have the ability to read all of that's these good. packages and so i got okay and that, that fit with what i'm doing yeah it missed people that want i want the best tasting nutrition it missed that it's low in sugar it, but it's it, it gets the so if we don't say anything we lose it and here's the good here's the good news we can we can change it up yeah unlike it's not the yeah yeah unlike the 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 nutrition bar that that got packages and they, it's on the shelf and it's it's they got to pick mm -hmm. and they got it can't change for years you can do that you can do one email have a position one problem one disruptive truth what's different about you and roll with that for three or four times, and then you could switch it up and do the next one. So just well, it begs the question, doesn't? And, and based on their whiteboard, it could change your unique, oh, you know, thing that you pick, right? Great so, point. You got to start with that. But it, but if you don't know, like yeah. if you think, oh, your problem is, you know, whatever your problem is, you're trying to get more healthy, and, yeah, yeah. and your number one reason you want to get more healthy is change your diet, and sugar's a big mm -hmm. deal. You know that you pick that problem. Well, if that's not my problem then right. maybe my problem is I'm allergic to chocolate. <laughs> you know, so you, you know you got, exactly. That's like death, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that's a, a, a slow death. <laughs> but yes, it has to, you have to start with a problem and then it, the disruptive truth has to relate to that. And then what's unique about you has to relate to that. And then you can change it out. All right. So I got yeah. my, I got their whiteboard. 
disruptive truth. Mm -hmm. And then you said there was a last hurdle. And last was, hurdle is what will happen if I let you in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And now I'm getting a little scared. Yeah. You can come in here and it could be ugly. I, I don't know. And this may have, this may be something you can try to address in a video. Like you okay. can attach a video, you could potentially address it when you, part of the copy of your email or your voicemail, mm. um, or it could be what happens when you start dialoguing, like they reach out to you on email. Like I just got an email earlier today. Now I'm mm. going to respond. What do I say when I respond? So they kind of go, they kind of like, okay, well, I'm willing to talk to you a little bit, but I'm still not sure if I want to go to the next step. Right. <laughs> and so two things I would recommend to answer the question, what will happen or, or do, maybe a better way to say it is what do they really care about when they think about letting you in? What okay. are the, what are the concerns that they have? Yep. And number one is I, I think, I don't know if there's a one and two, cause I haven't done the research on this, but I think it's probably equal. One is what's the agenda. Okay. What are you going to sell me? Or are you going to try to understand what I care about? So you've got to communicate that agenda, communicate mm -hmm. your plan, your process. When the timing's appropriate, I'm trying to apply this, these three hurdles to all different types of situations, whether I'm face-to-face, okay. -face, whether I'm in email, whether it's okay. my second email, I'm trying to give you the three big things. So I need to somehow communicate. If you let me in, my focus is going to be to understand you, not to sell you. Yeah. So Which when you, okay. Which is, you know, saying things such as, you know, so, you know, we have these insights or I've got this unique positioning and, and really my, our, the purpose to connect was to learn more about you, wh where you are with this, see if. Exactly. So it's really, it's got that kind of language versus, and and here are the seven reasons why we will we do this great because that's that's what gets all people scared again right they start pulling back and remember that's what people are rejecting they're not rejecting yeah. a solution they're rejecting a sales call so if you sound like a seller yeah they're not going to want to engage what yeah. they want to do is they think because they're like oh this is going to get sticky it's mm -hmm. gonna, you know because people don't want to be rude they don't want to be you know, you're going to get the, the 10 emails and you're going to get the, and when you're in the conversation, they're going to start, you know, they're going to, you're going to start talking or they think you're going to start talking and then they got to interrupt you and they don't want to do that. And, and it's, it's so just, true. It's, it's so, like, I just got the, it was a LinkedIn, you know, one of these invites from some recruiter and, and it's all I could think about was if I accept this, I'm opening up myself to uh, the misery and I don't want to deal abuse. with it. I don't want to deal with it. It's going to be, it's going to take eight in mails for me to get them to go away. Yeah. And, and that's everything exactly. that's going to follow that. Yeah. Every, all the automated emails related Ugh. to the fact that you didn't. Now, once you don't talk to this guy anymore, whoever it is, then they're going to be all these. Yeah. It's like, so what's going to happen? You know, what's yeah. going to happen if I say, okay, let me, you know, it's kind of like they sort of crack the door open and they say, okay, you got my attention. I'm opening the door a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like my daughter. Okay. Yeah. So what do you, what do you want? What do you want? And, and I really need to answer that question. Yeah. What do you, yeah. what do I want? I go, and mm -hmm. if I say, I just want to see how's it going or how you doing? Yeah. I, uh, you, you know, and then that relates to the second 
thing that the, you need to communicate what's going to happen is one, what's your agenda, which mm-hmm. needs to be to understand what's important to them, not yep. sell them. And two, remove any tension from the conversation. You are not going to try to pressure them in any way, shape or form. Yeah. Another way to say that is all options are acceptable. Yeah. Use us. Don't use us. Use portion of us. Stay what you're doing. Whatever. It's like, look, I, and I like to boldly say, I have no idea at this stage if you should ever work with us. Yeah, I do the same. I'm, it's powerful, isn't it? Yeah. But it, it, it's it's as if, isn't that the way you would want to be sold? I mean, well, that's we don't really want to be sold. Saying. I know that's yeah. my point. You, if yeah. you, you, that that's what you want the process to be. If you're going to work with a salesperson, you you would like people to sell. It's even saying sales makes you go. Ah, I don't want to be I sold, know, but I, I mean, but have that, that word. <laughs> exactly. But but you you want somebody to help you come up with a solution. So back the whole sales thing. That's what you. <laughs> that's all you're trying to do. Yeah. Is, is have somebody guide you through the process to help you make the right decision. That's it. That's exactly right. And, and, and I think it, the second part of this is what, you know, what's going to happen when you get in is, are you going to pressure me? I don't yeah. think it's a conscious decision that sales reps think about like, okay, yeah, I'm going to pressure him. It's going to work. I think mm-hmm. it's a, it's an instinct. It's like, I've worked so hard. Mm-hmm. Maybe I've studied them. Right. And I figured out what's on their whiteboard. And maybe I talked to somebody in their organization and I've sent four emails and, mm-hmm. and then they didn't. And then I called them and then finally, I got them in there and it's a big opportunity and they, they responded and now right. I'm in there and it's like, and you just want to grab them, you know, like yeah, don't yeah. leave. I know. And, and, but the thing is the more I hold on, the mm-hmm. more they want to move away. And the yep. more you let them, let them go, the more they want to stay. That's it. that sounded, that sounded like a rhyme. It's poetry. It's Ralph poetry. Waldo poetry. Emerson, I uh, think yeah. was yeah, pin that. I try to remind myself to have, in a, especially in my personal relationships and corporate relationships, professional. Um, but in all, it's like control. I have no control over anybody. I might right. feel better if I get my message out, mm-hmm. but I have zero control. Control is a, an illusion. I have zero control. And if I try to exercise control, it robs me of the the opportunity to influence. And so- yeah. It's like hitting somebody in the head and going, now, will you listen? Yeah, yeah like, exactly. No. No. Yeah, no. yeah, that's really good. Well, awesome. Well, I mean, this is great. So to kind of, why, why don't we put a bow on this? You want to put a bow on it? Let's okay. bow it up. Let's bow Come it. on, wrap it up. Let's land this plane, Tom. Yeah, so all we really say is there's three hurdles. The yep. first hurdle is we got to get their attention. The best way to get their attention is show them a picture of them, which more tactically that's say something that's on their whiteboard if you don't know learn get to come up with your best guess and there's a lot of places to learn you can talk to people in your organization you can interview existing client definitely start asking people you're meeting with you know well, what is what are your biggest challenges mm-hmm. and say that look i just my goal is to serve people in your role and i always want to every time i meet with people i want to learn mm-hmm. from you so because no one knows your role like you do Good. What conferences do they go to? Who do they listen to? What influencers? What do they, who they follow? Mm-hmm. What groups are they? And you'll start to see, you'll start to see some, some common threads and you'll start to build. Hey, I know there's usually four or five things on, on the people that I serve whiteboard. And here's the cool thing Tab. If you do that, you're going to be like 1% of the sales or sales rep. Yeah. That one step alone will put you in a whole new category. Yeah. Yeah. 
I agree. You just, and you, by the way, you need to do the same thing with your competition. What yeah. is your competition doing? You need to be a student of your customer and you need to be a student mm-hmm. of your competition because you can't serve your customers if you don't know what their options are. Yeah. Number two, we've got to answer the question, why you? Two ways to do that. One is you can communicate a disruptive truth, something unknown, mm-hmm. something something that's unexpected about yep. a better way to solve their problem. That's It's an easy way to elevate. Or you can communicate a, what's unique about who you are, how you do it, or what you offer. Mm-hmm. And okay. It's just more facts. It's like, this is how we do it. Yeah. Um, and that may be all the all the uh, disruptor or insight that you need to get their attention. Yeah, I like it. And, and, and all, the only thing that's required of those is definitely describing a problem that they have. Mm-hmm. And if you do that really well, they may go, well, obviously, if you know my problem is that, then I'm going to hire you. And you think, I think about some of the people I've hired, it's usually because of their ability to describe my problem. And yeah, like, I think you that's must be able most to fix critical. It. it all hinges upon that. It I mean, if you can't do that. that, the other, if you struggle with the second one, fine, continue working on it and working on your craft, but crush number one. Crush number one. And then the last one, as we said, Tab, is um, what <laughs> we need to answer the question what is going to happen if I let you in? <laughs> it's been like, good so let, far. But how's this, this going to end? In? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, why did we bring him on this trip? I don't know. Yeah. Why did we let him in? Why is he in this meeting? Why is yeah. she in this meeting? Um, and by the way, that also means that you have something to say. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you're quiet. It doesn't mean you're just go there. Hey, listen, do whatever you want. I just here right. to serve, and uh, you know, I just want to understand your agenda. We need to be able to respond to what we're hearing, and when people ask us questions, we need to be we need to be the doctor who who asks questions to be able to come up with a diagnosis, not just go. Right. Well, thanks for sharing. All right. And so, yeah. They like wow. How's it? How's this going to go? It's got to feel like it's going to be productive, and helpful, and insightful, and not just a waste of time or irrelevant. Yeah. Beautiful. So, so we need an invitation. We need an invitation tab until, and I think it's just a really important concept to embrace until somebody either, we'll see if I can say it right. Ask you (laughs) verbally ask you, what do you think I should do? Mm -hmm. Or they think it, it doesn't matter what you say. Think about that. And next time you have a conversation, are they are they great tell all you can tell like they have that sort of their hands are up like their body language is like you're talking but i am not listening yeah yeah and then you got to change what you're doing well tom buddy once again great insights i love you being out on the circuit talk speaking and you know doing webinars i think it's great just kind of keep keep the brain spinning all these great (laughs) ideas to share with (laughs) well you know it really tab it just really comes from as you know, it just comes from what works. I know. You know, that's really don't all make it we complicated. do is, is we, we look at what works. You know, we don't say, well, this is the easy thing to do or say. We we focus on what actually motivates people to listen. Why do they listen? Why do they change their mind? And, and what what works? So that's that's where we're constantly looking for those those um, new truths. And then our goal is to share them. So I love, love doing that. Yeah. It was funny. I was talking to a prospect and, and doing a presentation, going through everything. And, and she goes, now 
I don't, I don't want this to sound bad, but this, it's so simple. Mm -hmm. And I said, Oh, is I said, is that a good or a bad? She goes, it's really good because it's like, you're just trying to help us figure out what we need to help our salespeople sell better. And it's like, she goes, I feel like in all my years, I just feel like people want to just complicate it and they want to make it so confusing. And it's just not that complicated. No, it's really, I think Randy Reimers was on our show, one of the leaders um, of a SaaS company and I can't remember what episode that was, but he talked about it. He said, it's really not complicated. It's just not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. You've got to do it. a few things. Is what he said, really I thought well. it was brilliant. It's like, it's really so simple. It's like sports. Yeah. It's like, you got to do a few things really well. And I like to use golf because it's kind of a, in a, regardless of what country we're in and it kind of and it's simple because it boils down to like four different things like you have to yeah. do four and you can you you and i both play golf and whether you love golf you hate golf it's like it's not complicated no you take the club but back it's and you really swing. hard but, but it's, <laughs> it's really hard it's, and but some we can't days, overcomplicate it we no. can't overcome it's already but you just got to do a few things really well. And That's so very well said. There is a need there is a need sometimes I have or a desire uh, temptation is probably a better word where I want to make it more complicated. I'm like I want to come up with something like new and fresh new and exciting. And like uh, like, uh, uh, yeah, uh, like no. What's happened is there's more barriers to having the conversation because yeah. there's more noise. So mm-hmm. what's re- I think what's happened is is that people are now open to learning some of these truths about influence that they weren't before because the I have this thing and do you want it worked for a high (laughs) enough percentage of people because if they're in the market looking for something and they want to talk to a sales rep and they have to talk to a sales rep, that was a valid strategy. Well, now they don't want to talk to a sales rep. They don't need to talk to a sales rep. And so you better do something different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very good. All right, buddy. All right, Tom. Great session. Great. Thanks for everybody for joining this. You gonna you you know you know close this out at the bar? No, I'm not. Uh, I tried last time and I blew it. I like you, you know you, that's what you do. You're the closer. We're not, not going to bring a starter in to close close it out. After all our conversations about <laughs> selling, closer. I'm the closer. Uh, okay, I'm closing this out too. But yeah, we do appreciate you guys joining us and listening to another episode of Sales with Aslan. And as always, Tab, we love feedback. Please let us know how we're doing, how we can get better. Give us, lead us comments because we read those and um, it also helps other people find us. The more you give us feedback, the more people will find us and, and hear what we have to say. So if you love it, let us know. If you don't love us, do not let us know. <laughs> <laughs> not true. That's not true. Now we'll read it and we'll get better. All right, my friend, I'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.